0: You're listening to Market Boldly, a podcast for executives, brand managers, branch managers, marketing directors, and sales managers in distribution who want to build their brand, stimulate sales, and drive profits. I'm your host, Katrina Olson. Thanks for tuning in. My guest today on Market Boldly is my friend, client, and associate Don Torrent, Director of Marketing Development and Channel Strategy at LeGrand, North and Central America. LeGrand is a global specialist in electrical and digital building infrastructures with a comprehensive offering of products and solutions used in commercial, industrial, and residential markets. Some of their key brands that you may be familiar with, such as Wiremold, Cablofil, Wattstopper, Pass and Seymour, and many others, um, help transform spaces where people live and work. I've known Don for several years, and just recently, we started working together on some content and marketing automation, and in June, we spent three days together in Dallas, along with a handful of Legrand's distributor marketers. Don has been in the electrical manufacturing industry for more than 20 years, and prior to that, worked in marketing and agencies and as a consultant. Don, thank you so much for joining me on Market Boldly.
1: Oh, thank you for the opportunity. We really care a lot about our channel, and together, we want to grow with and through them.
0: And that's one of the things as I've worked with you and I've known all along for a while as a best of the best judge is that Legrand is really good about being innovative and looking forward, not just three, five, but, you know, maybe 10 or more years down the road trying to anticipate customers' needs before before they know what they are. and uh, one of the things that you I know you won a best of the best award for it because I was a judge, but also they just held the best of the best of the awards in Chicago is for your uh, Elliot program, which I know you launched in New York City last November at an event with some key, players and key um, partners in your industry and also some members of the press. So that is a big thing. I know people are seeing it and hearing it from other companies as well. But maybe you could talk a little bit about the Internet of Things and how that's affecting what you can offer customers and how Legrand is is operating as a company.
1: Yeah, well, if you think, first of all, you know, within the category of wiring devices, which is one of our biggest areas for Legrand uh, worldwide, if you think about a wiring device used to be a switch or an outlet and there's several like toggle switches along the wall so what's happening with the Internet of Things is if you think about that device on the wall it's really going from an on-off to be a comprehensive connection to the Internet if you will it'll be a thermostat, it'll be a dimmer, it'll be a timer And all of that is tied to the Internet through a wireless connection, so it's also a a connection point. And what that enables is uh, really controlling your life and transforming your life in terms of controlling lots of functions in the home or in the office with your smartphone. Elliot is Legrand's name for the Internet of Things, which focuses on the electrical solutions
0: and you know it's it's going mainstream and i'm sure you at Legrand have known about it for a while and been thinking about it and working on it for a while but i think that the public is just now getting used to the idea and i see more ads for connected devices and you know i think one of the there are many benefits to to end users and to distributors um you know as an end user i'm excited about being able to control things from my phone and not have you know five or ten remotes <laughs> laying around my house at all times but you know i it enables us to do so much more.
1: We're becoming an app-based society, yeah. but it's just one of the many trends that uh, that Lagrand has pinpointed as as a way for our distributor partners to differentiate themselves with new products. So, for example, you have the mobility trend with smartphones, and IoT is certainly uh, grounded in that. But things like you know the the new demographics. We we talk a lot about millennials, not just in the workplace, but they're living and buying habits and millennials want to live in urban areas unlike older generations who trended towards the suburbs so when that happens your building becomes transformed to include a residential component maybe a commercial office component so everything is concentrated in that one building in the urban environment so that's one big demographic trend but also even in the office spaces uh, more open spaces more open space planning Um, and our particular challenge from the Legrand standpoint and distributors is how do you feed power and connections to open spaces? You you don't have the traditional walls. Mm -hmm. So again, that's a trend that Legrand has acted upon successfully. And then finally, within the meeting room in a commercial office, how to make that meeting room more productive with the trend towards more WebEx, more conference calls, less travel, um, and again, providing the connections and uh, the environment that makes the meeting itself more productive and user-friendly.
0: And part of that, I, I know, is also the safety and aesthetics of it. Another trend is outdoor power. Well, you and I have talked a lot about outdoor power. We've done some marketing efforts around that. So uh, maybe you'd like to talk a little bit about that and how that's changing the industry.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. So, so for example, space usage is changing, especially with commercial offices or Even in the hospitality and the meetings arena, more is happening outside and there's a defined need for permanent outdoor power. So far, until this year, in fact, the need has been met with temporary solutions that get disbanded after the event or the usage. Mm -hmm. So now there are new products on the market that... uh, Uh, For example, a ground box, not a floor box, but a ground box that protects the connections against even flooding. But also, again, back to that mobility trend, Mm -hmm. the whole idea of enabling smartphone charging and uh, tablet charging outside, whether you're in a transit station waiting for a train or on a college campus. And what that will trend towards is when you're talking about college campuses, more security solutions with power provided.
0: Well, and uh, we I know you and I kind of talked about all the applications for outdoor power. I mean, fairs and festival grounds and attractions. Um, you know, I don't necessarily want to see people charging their phones at the Grand Canyon, but you know, they may need to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been on the ski slopes in Colorado and and uh, there's a lot of outdoor activity. You know, ski where, you know, there's there's some retail. There's a cash register for the bar, and there's yeah. there's the need to power up, and there's the need to charge even after a day on the slopes.
0: Yeah, and I know I panic when my uh, when my phone gets in the teens. Panic a little bit, but yeah, I mean there's so many. I mean even out. I mean outdoor concert venues, and there's so many applications for outdoor power. I think that's going to be not just a luxury for us. Just like phones used to not be a need, now they are, and and outdoor power is a, a need that's going to accompany that. So you told me a story a little while back about a school you worked with. I believe you're on your children's school board, and you installed some outdoor power units at the school. And I know I was as a former instructor. Um, I was teaching at the University of Illinois, our alma mater. About the time phones, uh, ten years ago, phones became really, really pervasive. I mean, they'd been around, um, but I my philosophy was kind of you know if if you can't beat them, join them, which I know is kind of yours, this ties into their your stories. But um, maybe you could share that story with us about the school. Yeah,
1: it, it is an interesting story where my two worlds came together because <laughs> I, was, I was on a school board for a fairly decent sized regional school district in Northwest Connecticut. And uh, we were having a board meeting and the facilities manager announced that they were creating new courtyards for the students where they were even thinking of bringing the classrooms outdoors. So I asked the question, well, how are you powering these up and they didn't even, hadn't even accounted for it. So we actually worked sort of a promotional deal where uh, we helped them install the outdoor charging station uh, from Legrand in return for some installation videos, that sort of thing that we needed to help commercialize the product. But what was really interesting is one of the stations, one of the charging units was outside the superintendent's window and Mm -hmm. the enthusiasm that she had for it uh, because she was dealing with bringing mobility into the classroom, like doing a Google search for certain resources, et cetera, and as a teaching tool. But also she watched the the student reaction to the outdoor charging station. And and I think an email I got from her is like, it's really a study in human behavior of the kids. Because once they discovered that they had the ability to charge their phones, they were like, fist bumping and saying hey they get us you know so uh it was kind of a cool thing and then i even got (laughs) uh that was last fall when when the charging station was installed but i even got another email at christmas time she says now the kids are wiring up a christmas tree and, and you know holiday lights so it was kind of cool we were able to do a case testimonial to help commercialize the product further through the channel. So uh, it's just an interesting anecdote.
0: That's exciting. And what a forward thinking uh, thing for a school to do because you just, and where were they? Well, you're in Connecticut, right? So you have winter, right?
1: Oh, yeah. 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 I no, mean, so these are all weatherproof, uh, weatherproof uh, connections. The charging station has actually a, a, a gated door uh, so, so it keeps the connections dry and then, as I say, the ground box has a, has a uh, unique technology. It's called diving bell, where water can fill up around the connections, but they're sealed and kept dry. So, it, interesting and very unique technology too. Yeah, I
0: think that's a hard concept for people to grasp that you can have something in the ground like that that won't get wet or short out or whatever. I, are, you, are you seeing that? Are you having trouble? Uh, are people having trouble? No.
1: Yeah, basically, it's the the facilities managers welcome it because they've had to deal with temporary solutions. So now they have a permanent solution, and once they see how the how the technology and sealing technology works to to prevent any water or moisture to uh, affect the connections, they're sold. So. Hmm. It is a marketing challenge to, to, uh, to educate, to break down that barrier, but it's a ready solution. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Is there anything else related to outdoor power that you guys are looking at that you can talk about right now?
1: Yeah, actually, we're just at the beginning of it. So, for example, uh, I mentioned on college campuses um, the, the need for um, increased security because of what's happening today. And so, uh, having hot buttons for calling uh, the security office or the security guard station. Um, we're also uh, the one thing about outdoor power is it typically uses uh, in-ground conduit to provide the the hot power. We're also uh, researching, um, you know, solar solar connections to charge those units. So that would even streamline applica- the application outdoors. Oh, that would
0: be amazing! You could literally put it yeah. anywhere. You
1: know, another uh, really vertical market or application trend is the whole hospitality industry. Mm-hmm education, campus, and even high school. You know, the hospitality market has come back. People are traveling more. Business meetings are happening. Uh, even in the last five years, the industry is very robust. Well, top hotel chains are really concerned now about the guest experience. I'll give you an example. I, I go around with a team that books our national sales meetings, and we, we, we look at the hotel rooms, and if ready access to usb ports or mobile charging are not in the room those hotels get taken off the list and so mobile charging is one guest experience that we can act upon and every distributor can mm-hmm. but it's also the style that the room experience um and and the whole property because we talked about outdoor power there's more outdoor events at a hotel sales mm-hmm. meeting etc and then even in the meeting spaces so It's a it's a pretty big opportunity for all of our distributors. And one of the things about the hotel industry is once they once they establish the spec for the hotel room, you have multiple floors, multiple rooms. uh, It's a big market.
0: Well, I was as I was researching this industry, I learned that 45 percent of all embassy suites properties are undergoing renovations. And that's a lot. But even if you're not a large distributor, let's say you have a hotel or two or three in your community There's, you know, let's say it's 150 rooms, 150 rooms times three hotels. If you get even one of those, that's a good project for For, a contractor, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And it tends to be, it might be a national chain spec, Mm -hmm. but it's a local delivery of products. So all distributors can benefit from from the uh, hospitality
0: initiative well and i know with regards to you know some like especially like outdoor power and i'm sure that you would welcome a call from um a distributor who said hey you know what are give me a i know we did this for outdoor power and i bet you could do it for hospitality give me a list of you know the different applications that we could put in these rooms and i mean it's not like you said it's not just usb outlets it's other things too although i gotta tell you i'm looking for a hotel in atlanta right now and <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my um criteria and i mean that's- have to be a usb outlet by the bed necessarily but i really like that we were traveling in uh italy my family and i just last month and um they're surprisingly good a matter of fact i took pictures that i was going to send you of some of their um electrical <laughs> devices mm-hmm. because you know it, going from a place where you could barely get internet to a place that had the you know the switches and the usb outlets by the bed and a strip or whatever and i actually saw too. Uh, oh, my husband watches Bar Rescue. I don't know if you're familiar with this show, um, but they have you seen it?
1: No, I haven't. Oh my seen gosh, it, uh, you would love it! Well,
0: they renovate bars. They go and they turn bars around and renovate them. Well, one of them had this long bar, and at every place where there was a seat or a stool, they had a USB port underneath the bar.
1: Sure, and we and we we've seen a rise in the multiple outlet strips, yeah. which have branded plug mold from the 1950s. Now, instead of outlets, it has USB ports across the strip, yeah. perfect for a bar. Or I know. A classroom.
0: And I don't know if, if the industry, if you know, people have caught on to that, if bars have caught on to that, but I thought that was super clever. I mean, I know like when I go out, I see people on their phones all the time. You're waiting for someone or even if you're not.
1: One thing we haven't talked about too much is the whole notion of style Yes. Uh, in electrical. And again, we, when I first joined the company, I never would have imagined that, um, um, we call it fashion electrical and we have a, a, we have a, a device line called adorn mm-hmm. which completely reinvents the device category so for example um, when you're when a homeowner is redecorating or painting a wall or doing a new kitchen they can choose from metallic finishes different shapes uh, high functionality but in great with great looks for the devices.
0: Well, and what I saw on your show when I was in Dallas with you is you can even match can't you even match like wallpaper patterns and stuff like yep.
1: that? Yeah, we have plate uh, plate templates that the wallpaper can be the wallpaper design can be integrated into the uh, into the plate and uh, what's also different about it is it's a, it's a completely different look but the design language the basis is in the standard electrical box. So it doesn't require any type of rewiring. It's just a style Mm -hmm. add-on to, you know, kitchens, baths, throughout the home, et cetera. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of style and convenience, I know um, this was kind of new to me, and I don't know how new it is for Legrand, but the furniture outlets, the outlets and the USB uh, in the furniture and pop-out outlets, I bet pop-out outlets have been around for a while, but you guys have some really attractive stuff.
1: Yeah. The Adorn line features a pop-out outlet, and it's really kind of neat because it disappears into the box. And it looks like a nice metallic or wood grain or colored plate, and it's just a spring-loaded pop-out um, uh, from the wall. So it's a nice surprise. Typically, it has three outlets rather than the t- traditional two. We also have, um, you know, desktop, countertop um, outlets that disappear And with a simple button and a glide up, you get the USB and the power access. Again, and very stylish finishes, too. Do
0: you see some of the things that we've come to enjoy? And at some point, I'm sure we will expect in commercial applications or in hospitality. Like, I mean, do you see things like furniture outlets moving into the home and pop-up outlets and strips? Do you see that kind of stuff moving into the home?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, For example, if you have cabinetry where, hey, I wish I had, uh, if you have a, a built-in shelving unit mm-hmm. with a with a bait um and you wish you had a reading lamp near that um certainly the furniture power is basically a hardwire. it's the device i described the aesthetic stylish solution but it by code it's required to have a hardwired connection so again you cut a hole in the in the furniture and then plug it in from behind mm-hmm. so you have a, you know more accessibility but um Invisibility in some cases, or at least a stylish look.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, I know Legrand has a lot of marketing support materials available to um, distributors. You know, I specifically, with regards to outdoor power and the hospitality industry. How do distributors get a hold of these materials? how How easy is it for them to get their hands on these materials?
1: Sure. Well, first, um, we we have a distributor marketing portal, and it contains. Uh, it basically serves up for every major new product, many of which I've just described, the full host of marketing assets. So this flowed out of our marketing council inputs. Uh, we're on our third year of the council. And I can talk about a little bit about that later. But we, we together discuss how we can advance the industry with new products And our marketing partners or our distributor partners can really differentiate themselves if they're first on the block with new products. So the idea of a marketing portal is to give them ready access to the assets that we spend money developing for our own creative, our own website, our own um, drip campaigns, uh, and also advertising and sales tools. So uh, by giving them ready access for what they're doing in marketing... We streamline the introduction to new products with and through the channel.
0: And if somebody's for some reason not comfortable downloading those things, can they get a hold of you another way?
1: Sure, but it's but Please it's do. fastest to go right on Lagrand.us, go into the product line that they carry, and uh, register for the distributor marketing corner, which is on the website. And um, and then they're up and running. They they use their own password. When they see a new product come out, uh, they can have ready access to things like copy uh high-res images a press release uh literature yeah. assets
0: white papers and
1: and even even banner ads that they put on their own website so it, it's it really has streamlined it we're we're gauging usage it's still fairly new it's a standard element of any major new product introduction from the company
0: um, you had mentioned the Distributor Marketing Council. Man, sure. this well, this is the second year you've asked me to come um, work with you on that. And I'm I'm always so impressed by the people that you invite who attend those. And um, they're so sharp and they're so aggressive might be too strong of a word, but uh, ambitious. And I know one of the things that impressed me was uh, Linda Maya Lopes from Cooper Electric Supply sure. when she said, I want to know how we, the distributors, can be the disruptors instead of being disrupted by other companies. I guess inquisitive. They're very inquisitive. And I love that. So what do you see that distributors can do to sort of shake up the industry in the future?
1: So basically, I think that we can work together to be more disruptive by really shouting solutions to the major trends. I mean, we as the supplier believe that we have our finger on the the right trends that spell new product opportunities uh, as a service to our partners, and they can capitalize on that by being more aggressive, really shouting the innovations that are available and thereby differentiating themselves. But also, um, like, for example, we talked about the hospitality industry. Well, a lot of the installations are repeatable, like room size, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So there are new services that a, dist- a distributor can really distinguish for themselves by, um, uh, by offering to their customers. Things like room-by-room kitting. So you pre-kit a hotel room about all the devices, all the materials that go in, And even some of our marketing partners are even getting into prefabrication where they prefabricate, preassemble solutions. Uh, The Furniture Power is a good example of a prefabricated solution Hmm. that can be inserted into the uh, hotel room furniture. But there's more and more prefabrication going on because the whole construction industry is dealing with the shortage of skilled labor. So anything that a distributor can do to... Streamline installation and help their customers deal with these labor shortages, they're going to be, I wouldn't call it disruptive, but they're certainly going to differentiate themselves.
0: Yeah. I could see a distributor offering um, for a hotel or, a, you know, a hospitality industry, like a good, better, best package. Like maybe the best package includes the furniture outlets and sure. USBs and the good, you know, maybe just has the USB by the bed and a, like I would just sure. stay in place with a nightlight and that was the best because I like to stay up late and read. My sure. husband goes to bed early, you know, but you know, it had like the nice switches and the USB and the little nightlight and the switches by the bed controlled the whole room, you know? So, I mean, they could, they could package those however they wanted, couldn't they?
1: Yes. And, you know, we call the good, better, best. We call it our collections right. approach. So, for example, the high end is adorn, as I described, with with lots of high style decorative uh, options. Mm-hmm. That's the best. The better is what we call radiant, where we've taken the basic decorator uh, device with screwless wall plates, but we've we've introduced a new um, industrial design for high style, but also lots lots more functionality, where they can actually get several of the, the IOT systems within that design platform, even app-based lighting controls. And then basically what we call the Trade Master is our good, always a good, reliable solution mm. depending upon the hotel chain and the desire of the customer, how much style and functionality they want in the devices. But our collection strategy runs the gamut of all of those solutions. Yeah, and
0: they could use those different collections to build their own packages as well. And I was just thinking that right. would work with an office building too, wouldn't it? Like a multi-floor office building you could do like, a, yep. and you probably do that already with your products. Um, but you know, a distributor could do that with their make, create their own good, better, best packages. And, and maybe they throw some other you know products in there too, but that, that seems like a smart way for them to market. It's
1: very in keeping with how distributors go to market in terms of good, better, best is a, is a, is sort of a um, strategy platform that they've used across several product areas uh, and the whole notion of upselling. And that comes to mind as a result of our most recent marketing council where we had volunteers of our council members to work with us to test new ways to target specific customers. When we talk about the collection strategy, we believe there's a certain contractor or installer type who really would sell up to the, either the homeowner or the designer or architect. And we call them Tom the Trade-Up. Mm-hmm. So for example, we have test campaigns that are going to be underway based on our council a month ago. Uh, La Grande is always about voice of the customer. And we would ask our distributor principals some marketing ideas. And the feedback we got is we really, really got to talk to our marketing people. <laughs> so we formed the first marketing council three years ago. And it's not particularly exclusive. We're always open to having new membership from mostly independent thinkers. And the w- one thing we have in common, and the titles range from marketing communications manager to director of marketing or even VP of marketing. So it's a good, very good mix of uh, talent in the room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the one thing we share is we're all marketing people. So we, we address our marketing challenges. One key is how do you get the sales side engaged with your new marketing program and we develop new ways so for example one test we'll be doing is the disposition of marketing leads that we the supplier generate on behalf of the marketing partner how does that drill down to the local level for the distributor who wants to act upon them
0: yeah yeah i remember that discussion um yeah yeah, that was a good discussion. I can tell that you handpicked those people just because of how bright each of them yeah. were and and what different perspectives they brought. Like I appreciated um, Scott from FD Lawrence too, and sure. he was new this year. But uh, he, you know, he was quiet. But when he said something, you really paid attention because it was so smart.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of interesting to watch some of the new newbies. We I call them newbies right. so get integrated into that group. And again, we we also stay away from the large you know, big mega distributors so that those independents are not, don't feel overpowered. And, uh, everybody's it's a it's a we're an open book and they're an open book mm-hmm. and it's nice and they're non-competitive yeah within their trade yeah too, so
0: good. i noticed that um like scott lepsky that's his last name i mean they have three locations which is you know great and respectable but it's not a huge company and and i don't right. remember some of the other i know cooper electric you probably remember some of the other companies so maybe we don't want to list them all i don't know but yeah it was a nice range of like small medium-sized distributors who and these are the people the people who came are the ones who really had their hands in the marketing they weren't you know three levels up from the people who are doing the work. Right. You know, a lot of them are doing the work themselves. Do you think that's a model that can work for distributors as well? That sort of advisory council model? I know a couple distributors I work with already do that, but I don't know how prevalent that is in the industry.
1: Well, I come from the background of doing your marketing homework with voice of the customer. So I think it's, anybody who's trying to grow their business should, should do this sort of thing. It's different than hearing from your sales force yes. what what the needs are—it's—it's it's direct access. It's almost like a focus group mm-hmm. with key customers, and certainly, I highly recommend it for any anybody in the channel.
0: Yeah, and you could so. do the same thing, I suppose, with individual phone calls. But there's something about getting people together and having them exchange ideas, and you know, people yep. play off of each other's comments. I just thought it was a really good meeting. I was really um, grateful to be included in that.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm really proud of it. And we've heard from. The distributor principles, how much it's appreciated, but also selfishly it helps differentiate Lagrand sure. in terms of you know, how we go to market with our channel partners. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, hey, I know you're busy and I don't want to keep you too long. Is there anything else you'd like to add about um, what LeGrand is developing in the future, how you're planning to market things in the future, anything you think might be useful for distributors um, to know?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. We brainstormed with our council you know, subjects that we want to pursue for you really our next annual. But one of the things we're going to be doing is more interim WebEx calls than one one annual. I spoke before about some test market programs that we'll be working with them on. Mm-hmm. But they basically said that, you know, anything that comes up, call us, you know, set up a call where we can have that same discussion and open discussion. It won't be the same as being live, but, but it, it'd be a good interim dialogue. But there will be more ways uh, coming out of this process to target specific customers, identify new growth opportunities, and then also really act upon our other challenges. The one thing we didn't talk about is the migration to digital marketing. Yeah. But one of the big areas that Legrand has demonstrated strength in at this council and beyond is the whole notion of you know developing your digital marketing strategy what are the steps you need to take it's not just your website but how do you again attract get and keep customers digitally mm-hmm. and create a digital engagement where you're you're feeding that sales funnel but you're feeding it through automated programs automated campaigns that once a distributor lead is created they become part of the process where they start from step 1 but it's a little scary because we're even able to pinpoint what they're looking at on our website, what they're linking to, and creating sales reaction to that. So it's, it's a very sophisticated program. And our, our council members are in various stages of migrating towards digital marketing.
0: Right. I've been, I just wrote an article, I think it's gonna be in this month's issue, the August issue of TED Magazine, about um, CSM systems and marketing automation. And uh, heads up, I'm going to, going to do a companion article that will run probably mid to late August with uh, many reviews. MINI reviews, small reviews from people I talk to who have tried or are using different systems. It is challenging, it is a little intimidating just writing the article and doing the research about all these systems and you know, what's an ERP versus a CSM versus a marketing automation and sometimes CRM and marketing yeah. automation are together in a package and sometimes you have to buy them separately and it depends on the company and they all have different capabilities. It's overwhelming. It was overwhelming for me to write the article but I learned a lot and hopefully it'll make sense to people and then they can look for that article on TEDMAC Dot .com with some recommendations from people who are using the systems but yeah you're right i mean some of the big companies i talked to the really sophisticated marketers are just now getting into that so but then there are some small companies who have been doing it for a little while. So, you know, it's all across the board really, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. And I know you guys are doing it as well. So yeah, I think that's something definitely we'll want to keep our eyes on in the future. I may even have a guest in the future that can talk a little bit more, you know, maybe like a CRM marketing automation one oh one course just to get everybody up to speed. Well, Hey, I'm going to announce this because it's already been announced at adventure um, earlier this month, but congratulations on Legrand being named the overall best of the the best manufacturer supplier again. You did this two years ago and here you are again. So congratulations on that.
1: Yeah, thank you. We're actually proud. Out of the last seven years, we've been named a best overall marketer in four of those seven years. And uh, we have great marketing communications teams yeah. who really basically have raised the bar in the industry for how to create results based communications. You
0: know that was that's one of the goals is to not just to share best practices but to elevate the industry and I'm all about elevating marketing people within their companies too. It's a management function. It should be a management function. It's not just an expense. It's a revenue generator and it's a it's a higher level function that you know those marketing people should be involved in Upper-level management meeting, so they can start strategizing for the future based on what's happening at the management level of the company. So the competition serves a lot of purposes, but one of them is to recognize, obviously, the people who are doing really good work, and for other members of the industry to say that and go, "Man, I need to step up my game." So hopefully, that will continue to happen. So hey, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. It's it's my pleasure, and uh, we know how important the channel is to our business. So I'm happy to share. These ideas and uh, enjoy working with you, Katrina.
0: Well, back at you, Don. My guest today on Market Boldly was my friend, client, and award-winning marketer, Don Torrent, director of marketing strategy and channel development for Le Grand North and Central America. If you'd like to host a marketing council or focus group with your customers, email Katrina at Katrina Olson, that's O-L-S-O-N dot com, and let's talk about it. Or visit KatrinaOlson.com to learn more about my services. This has been Market Boldly, a podcast for executives, brand managers, branch managers, marketing directors, and sales managers in distribution who want to build their brand, stimulate sales, and drive profits. Subscribe to Market Boldly on iTunes or Google Play Music, or find it on my website at katrinaolson.com. This is Katrina Olson challenging you to market boldly.
1: We should tell the story about how we met.
0: Oh, I'm not sure we should.
1: We actually received the Best Marketing Award, and uh, Katrina was awarding it and had announced that she was a University of Illinois grad and I went up to her and I said, I, I went, I, I have a master's too from there. And she said, oh, what year? And I told her and she said, yeah, I was in seventh grade then. So uh,
0: You're the only one who tells that story. I do not tell that story.
1: That's how I remember her.
0: Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We don't have to publish it. Anymore.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Don. I'll talk yeah, to you soon. So. Okay. Well, thank you. Bye.